You're now listening to Fundamental Fast Pitch. Welcome back, everyone. It's Mike here with Jessica Tanner and Heather Maloney on the Fundamental Fast Pitch Podcast. This is episode seven, titled Softball Ready. Ladies, are you softball ready? Because I think you guys are going to tell everyone what softball ready means to you. Jessica, we're going to go ahead and start with you. Uh, well, I have to tell you that softball ready makes me want to pull my hair out, but that's uh, that's one of my coaching pet peeves, which we'll get into uh, on one of our next episodes. Um, but softball ready is a quick and easy way, especially in the little league setting, uh, to remind the younger girls to get in an athletic stance uh, beyond their was expecting the ball, um, looking to make a so. Um, I know some people will encourage like the hop uh, to get into like an athletic stance. Um, other coaches prefer like right, left field, right, left throw. Um, I'm sure there are tons of other um, philosophies out there just to get the girls into a, a ready stance and expecting the ball. But um, more than anything, I think it comes down to a bunch of um, like pre-pitch preparation. So I'm going to let Heather kind of speak to that and just anticipating the play. Yeah, so before the pitcher even steps on the on the rubber to go into their pitching motion, the, the fielders need to go through like a mental checklist um, of the things that, that should be running through their mind um, to prepare themselves if, in the event that they get the ball or even if the ball doesn't come to them because no matter what happens, everybody has a job on the field. So some of the things that you might be thinking about before that pitcher goes into her motion is, you know, where are the runners? How many outs are they? Are there? How, what's the count? Um, so like if, if you got runners on and you think, okay, if I get a grounder, this is where I'm going with the ball. If I get a grounder and I bobble it, this is the safe play, um, pop up. This is what I'm going to do. Um, if the ball isn't hit to me, where is my backup? Where do I need to be? What base do I need to cover? Uh, so just those mental diff that mental checklist to cover those different possibilities that might come up so that when you, uh, when the ball is live, if whether you get it or not, you're prepared and ready to, to make a play. Um, another thing is just knowing the situation, you know, is this a, a, a bunt situation? Um, is it a situation where a runner might steal? Um, is this a big hitter coming up to bat? Is it a close game? Are they going to play, try to play small ball or, you know, are they looking for the big inning? So just anticipating and kind of getting a, a leg up and a, a head start when, before the pitch is even made. Right. And I think I mean, there isn't really different um, as well. OK, let me, let me restart. We kind of talked a second ago about some people right, left, right, left, right, left. We like the hop. But but like between infield and outfield, Heather, um, even between catchers, is, is there different checklists for different positions that we could be directing the girls towards, you know, d despite their their, um, you know, their 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 comfortability level and their their understanding? Sure. Definitely. Every, every position's got a different job under it, each different situation. So yeah, your, your checklist is going to be a little bit different from maybe your, your the, you know, the player next to you. Um, you know, catchers are thinking about not just when the ball is hit, but they've got to think about, you know, receiving the ball or, or you know, anticipating maybe needing to make a block or, or a throw down or something like that. So definitely your different positions are going to have different checklists, but everybody should be running through that checklist. Are you okay as a coach with the girls being extremely communicative in those those situations as well, right? Like helping your teammate out. Absolutely. More 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 communication is always better. So I'm also like, you know, like Jess, I 
when I hear softball ready out at the softball field, I just kind of, I just kind of cringe and might kind of grit my teeth uh, just because it, you just hear it so often and it kind of has lost its meaning. So some of the different things that I like to do is, um, you know, my coaching style is a little bit quieter and, and not, not as, you know, boisterous. So I like to teach the kids and let them go for it. So one of the things that we like to do is make, make it a habit for your players to call out how many outs there are where your runners are, uh, maybe even where, you know, the play might be. Um, that's something we do for our catchers. Our catchers have to, you know, step out in front of the plate, tell the team, you know, how many outs there are, where the runners are. So that, so that's kind of, you know, it takes the, they're going to listen to their, their teammates a lot better than they're going to listen to you over there sitting on the bucket and they get tired of hearing you. So that's a, that's a good way to put the, put the, the ball in their court and make them take that responsibility. Um, another thing you can encourage them to do is to, you know, communicate with the, the fielder next to them. You know, if you got your shortstop and your third base, always talking about, you know, I'll, I'll cover third in this situation or, the, you know, don't forget the bunt looks like a bunt situation. If they're communicating, they're going through that mental checklist together. So it, it, it just takes off that a little bit of the mental load for each player and it helps keep each other on the same page. Right. And, and I think with with the girls developing, you know, especially the, the younger divisions at, at such a, you know, a different plane, at just like a different speed. I, I think it's it's really fun too to kind of encourage and support and develop that type of conversation and that type of communication, because it really does help them not only I mean, it helps them become leaders out there. Right. Like like having your shortstop at third base, as you alluded to, talking with one another, especially especially as, you know, if the girls play together for, for a while with the tournament teams and stuff like that or, or select teams, like whatever you want to call it, like the second nature and the chemistry that that will begin to develop is, is pretty pretty fun to watch. It's pretty special, actually. Um, do you guys have any alternatives or keywords that can be said in these situations aside from apparently the cringeworthy softball ready? Yes, Heather, either one of you guys um, yeah, have so any I'll speak, Yeah, I'll speak to that a little bit, Mike. So um, like Heather said, um, her and I are very similar in our coaching styles and more so like a hands-off approach, um, nonverbal on the field. We teach them what they need to know during practice and then and come game time, we let them play softball. Uh, we let them figure things out, let them make mistakes, let them make their own decisions. Um, so I think it's more so a, a teaching and trusting versus telling approach. Um, some of the things that I like to remind my players instead of softball ready is um, like prep steps. If I can tell them prep steps, they know what that means. It's it's the athletic stance. It's on your toes. It's anticipating the play, going through that checklist that Heather spoke about, um, telling them to expect the ball or want the ball or, or even something as simple as down and ready, down in an athletic stance, working from the ground up. So um, I think those are kind of just some some buzzwords or keywords that help remind them what they're supposed to be doing or thinking or communicating about and then letting them go play softball. But I did I did want to circle back to the communication on the field between teammates um, uh, as part of that checklist. So especially with runners on base, um, middle infielders, hey, ball hit to you. I got you at two. Um, and then even outfielders. Um, I know as an outfielder, 
whether it was center field, left field, honestly, it didn't really matter. But letting my infielders know um, if a slapper is up, hey, I'm in your back pocket, I'm in, um, go for it till you hear me, or um, letting your infielders know where you're at, how you're playing the, the ball. Um, and then outfielders too, like, hey, short to you, I got your back, like, go make a play. So I think that that's also a very important, like, pre-pitch preparation and approach that not only helps you, but it helps instill like confidence and trust in your teammates to go do what they're wanting to do as well. And at what age do you expect this to be possible? I mean, if I can put it so bluntly. Or should we start teaching Uh, it at what age? I guess maybe that's a better question or or a better way to phrase it. I mean, as I said earlier, everyone develops at their own, own, you know, focus at least develops it at at different speeds. But really at, at what age is this like thing you can start you know, and encouraging and kind of introducing to the girls. You can start pretty early. I I'm mean, say that earlier the better. Yeah, and I wouldn't necessarily expect them to be able to just, you know, do everything on their own from the get-go, but you can start introducing these things early on. Um, and just as they start to master the smaller things, then you can start introducing the more things and the bigger things and, and letting them do more of it on their own. All right. Well, I mean, I, I think I can't... you really start seeing it, Mike. Yes. All right. I think you really start seeing it actually come to fruition around the like 11 year old, 12 year mark where you've taught them for a little while. Um, they're beginning to have confidence themselves that therefore gives them the confidence to talk and speak to their teammates. Um, at least that's kind of what I've seen with our girls in particular. Obviously, you're going to have those girls at a younger age that um, are more boisterous, that are more confident or, or just um, more confident on the field that, that may be comfortable doing that and saying that. But I would say that 11 and 12 is like a safe expectation in terms of when all of this would start like coming into play in terms of the communication, like pre-pitch and, and on the field. So how do you deal with Heather, the girls? Would you agree? Oh, sorry. I do agree. But like, for example, my daughter just turned 12 and she's just now getting to the point where as a catcher, she can step out in front of the plate just about, you know, with every batter and, and call the play on the field and start calling it, you know, when the ball has been hit. But that's something that we've been trying to teach her and encouraging her to do um, in practices and in games for, well, basically since she started catching when she was nine. So it takes time for them to build up that confidence. But if we waited until she was 11 or 12, to try to get her to start doing this, well, we'd probably be around 13, 14, 15 before she actually starts doing it with confidence. So what you're saying is the earlier, the better. That's what I'm hearing, right? That's what I'm hearing here. Um, All right. Well, I mean, I I think we covered quite a bit of softball already as it pertains to just kind of like being ready to play softball and, and exactly what that means, you know, Obviously, as we've kind of went through here, that can mean a lot of different things. Do you guys have anything else you'd like to add before we get on out of here tonight, though, and prep for the next podcast? Um, I do. I, I just thought of it. So excuse me for kind of going off off topic a little bit. But, but Mike, you had asked about different like um, checklists and maybe even different um, like pre-pitch preps for infield versus outfield. Um, one thing I want to speak to is the old time approach or philosophy on outfield, like first step is back. 
I'm going to have to disagree with that. Uh, as an outfielder, as Let's you get go. a little bit older, Let's have this conversation. Yeah. Like, I, I, Don't I'm make just a play. saying it's, it's something that just came to mind. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's something that came to mind. Like once as an outfielder, you, you see more balls off the bat, you get more confident out there. Like if you know the ball short, like why are we stepping back? Half a step can make the difference in you making the play. So I, I'm going to just, call that out i don't think that's necessarily the right approach so, so i would say on a ball hit hard off the bat or line drives absolutely so you can get a better read but ultimately as an outfielder like especially in your pre-pitch approach like anticipate the play and if it's one you have to move forward on that whole like first step back mentality is not the right approach so i i'm excited here because i'm like i so as, as an outfielder right so i i wonder this and, and this is a softball podcast, guys. Okay, just just for the just stay with me though. So, softball fields obviously are not as big as baseball diamonds. Just the game is different. How much of that do you guys think is baseball like centric though? Because I've actually thought the same exact thing. I was like, why would you freeze? You have like the game is so fast. You have a half a second to make a decision on softball. So I wonder if that approach and that kind of mindset and that kind of theory has just kind of gradually made its way over. Like, I don't, especially if you're a speedy outfielder, right? Like, go get the ball. Like, I mean, go make a play. Like, you know your speed, right? As you get older, you know your proximity and your speed and what you can and can't get to. So I, I'm excited this actually came up because I completely agree. Like, go get the ball. I, I don't think it has to be a step back. Like, to me, that's antiquated. That That's old school. Like, really, it truly is. Um Heather, what, like, what do you think on the outfield? I, for, for those of you who don't know, Heather loves the outfield. <laughs> not an outfielder. <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, no, I agree. Like, uh, why would you step back if it's not back? I think it, a, a better approach would be your first step should be toward the ball, toward where you're going to make make the play. So um, I don't know. That's one of those sayings that's just kind mm -hmm. of a saying, like softball ready, that is just said a lot. And if you think about it, you, you're like, well, what does that even really mean? Do I even agree with that? What is that? Um, so it's one of those things that you just break down and you, you know, it requires some critical thinking, some of these sayings. So would you, so would you say that, that, it, that, that is a coaching pet peeve? Yeah, I think I, I think I might. All right. Well, speaking of pet peeves, um, the next episode will be, yes, the ladies have entitled the next two episodes to be the coaching pet peeves. We have a part one and a part two coming up, people. I have no idea. I, I'm extremely excited and a little giddy to hear what they come up with. Um, do you guys have anything else that you guys want to add before I get us on out of here tonight? Jessica, I think we covered it, Mike. Oh, I was just making sure, Jess, because this is the third <laughs> podcast in a row. I've asked you. I've got, we got ready for my wrap up and we're, we're going five more. But until next time, thanks for listening to the Fundamental Fast Pitch Podcast. And as always, Make sure to like, subscribe, and share across all of our social media platforms. Everybody have a wonderful rest of your night. We'll see you next week with part one of our catching, uh, coaching, excuse me, pet peeve podcast. Thanks, everybody.